1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Brought to you by Screen X, exclusively at Market Ridge Cinema in New Berlin. Screen X provides moviegoers with a 270-degree viewing experience. Immerse yourself in the breathtaking visuals at Marcus Ridge Cinema's Screen X in New Berlin. Get your tickets at MarcusTheaters.com. And it's Friday. You know what that means. Time for music news with Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. I keep thinking, you know, when you when you say that, people might be thinking, oh, it's Friday, it's something good. <laughs> and, ah. now it's, and now it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Gary, don't, don't sell yourself short. I, will, I won't. We all look forward to this on Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. Do so, too. A lot so of... Uh, a lot going on. I guess we, we should start in noting the Grammy nominations are happening this morning in about an hour from now, uh, a little at 55 minutes. They, they start at 10 o'clock. Uh, they'll be live at live.grammy.com, also on YouTube. Uh, there's a 15-minute pre-show as well as a wrap-up show on either either end of it. A uh, bunch, of, bunch of cool presenters. I mean, Amy Grant, John Bon Jovi's going to be among the presenters, Jimmy Jam, uh, Samara Joy, who was last year's Best New Artist, St. Vincent, Jeff Tweedy, Weird Al Yankovic is going to be there. Of course and, he is. And then it's just the question of you know, who who the Grammy nominees are going to be. Uh, you know, spoiler alert and and uh, no, you know what Sherlock here. Uh, Taylor Swift is the odds-on favorite. No. Yes, to get a ton of nominations, and she's she stands to make a good deal of history this year. Like if she wins. Best album. She'll be the first person to win four uh, best albums. She's oh. currently currently tied with Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, and Paul Simon. Also, if Antihero wins Song of the Year, she'll be the first songwriter. Um, actually, if it gets nominated, she'll be the first songwriter to get seven nominations in that category. And she's currently tied with Paul McCartney and Lionel Richie. Wow. So yeah, you know, pretty good company there. Others who we we think are going to have big years, for, at least for nominations. Luke Combs, SZA, Miley Cyrus, Olivia Rodrigo, Doja Cat, Jelly Roll, Ice Spice, Selena Gomez, and Morgan Wallen. All right. But, of course, you know, you know, in an hour, hour and a half, we're going to be talking about who got slighted, who, you know, yeah. who was a surprise. Is there any rock in this year's? Uh, you know, Maniskin might get. You know, might get some. There's not going to be any rock in the big categories. No, there never is anymore. Not anymore. No, it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take, but it's you know, we'll, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to content ourselves with the genre categories there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to that. Yep. Uh, big release. Uh, big release day. Just in general, you know, here we are, the second week in November, two weeks from Black Friday, so they're kicking out all the jams, but the big one this week is, the, or big ones I guess we should say, is the Beatles' Red and Blue albums, the two compilations which have been remixed and expanded. There's nine more songs on each one. The Blue album of course ends with Now and Then, which people are still buzzing about. You know, After we were on the air last week, the video came out, yeah, and the video is spectacular. It's cool. Jackson directed. I had an opportunity to talk to Giles Martin son of George Martin, the Beatles' original producer, and Giles has been working with the Beatles now for the better part of 13 years, and he's he oversees and produces these reissues. 
And yeah, this one, he's done a lot of cool stuff. I mean, he did Sgt. Pepper, he did the White Album and Abbey Road, and yeah, but this one he acknowledged is a little cooler than the others, just because you're dealing with the totality of the Beatles catalog, and also you have Now and Then as part of it. Uh, the one thing he did do is Peter Peter Jackson came out this week and said, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's possible we'll, there will be no, more new Beatles songs, you know, done using the technology they used to make Now and Then. And Giles Martin and I was on a Zoom with him, so you could see the look on his face, <laughs> and you could see his head shaking, you know, back and forth. Okay. You know, said, no, you know. He said, yeah, and he said, you know, God bless him. Peter Jackson is the is the world's biggest Beatles fans, but the lad's a little too excited. Um, and, <laughs> why? Why wouldn't there be? Because there's well, because, no more. And, and I think Giles, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no there's nothing or... that could have all four of them mm-hmm. be part of it. The thing that made now and then work was you had three of them alive and able to put their parts down and able to include them on this song. If they were to try something like that now, let's say with a John demo or a George demo, you're still going to be recre- you're still going to be artificially creating one of the other guy's parts. Right. And he said that's not something, at least that the current Beatles camp is interested in doing. And you know, given the Giles is in his early fifties and will be you know presumably around a while to oversee it, it'll probably stay that way for a while now. If you know, Paul or Ringo's grandkids, when they get control of the of the catalog, who knows what they might want to do. But it sounds like for now, you know, not a not a particular. You know, it's nothing that's going to happen. Okay. Uh, there was one nice side story. Well, I don't know if we call it nice. It's a little bit heartbreaking. A violinist who played on Now and Then, and who was even who was named her name was Carolyn Buckman. And she was seen in the video. She's one of the folks who, you know, when Lennon, when he has Lennon up there conducting the orchestra, you know, she gives the look like, you get this joker out of here. Um, she passed away, wow. not not knowing that she had recorded on the last Beatles songs. They they brought the musicians in. They get a three-hour session, so union scale, so about $200 for the session. They didn't tell him what it was for. They didn't give him the right title of the song. It, it was called Give and Take on their sheet music. And Paul was there, and they all assumed they were doing a song for Paul. And they only found out that it was a Beatles song when it was announced. So, you know, but this this woman, this Carolyn Buckman, never never knew oh. that she played on it. She passed away in March. And uh, so, so that's kind of a bittersweet part of it, but... Well, yeah, yeah, it's a sad song to begin with, I think. It, right? it is, and, you know, it's wistful. I mean, it's, you know, it, it sounds like a final song. Right. Which is another reason why I kind of hope they don't try to mess with any more songs in the future. Mm-hmm. It does, exactly. It sounds like a final song. Yep. Getty Lee I, and Alex Lifeson are working yeah, together? I, I talked to Getty this week uh, for his book that comes out next week called My Effin' Life. And, you know, he, he mentioned during it that it's, He's kind of turned back to music again. You know, the book was something that helped get him out of his, you know, that helped him deal with his funk after Neil Peart's death. And, you know, now that that's done, he's he's taken, he, he has two lost demos from his solo album that he's going to, going to release and include in the audiobook for My Evan Life. And then he said, you know, he and Alex have, have gotten together and jammed and, you know, put some stuff down on tape, but with no form or no plans for it yet. But Getty said he's feeling engaged again 
uh, by music and doesn't doesn't know where it, it will lead to, but that he certainly, you know, is open to making music again with Alex. You know, I, they would not call it Rush, and it would probably sound quite a bit different. Uh-huh. But still, it's still exciting. Yeah, definitely. Hey, I yeah. had no idea that Max Weinberg's son was Slipknot's drummer. Yeah, yeah, this time uh, since uh, 2013, um, uh, Jay Weinberg has been playing in Slipknot. He, <laughs> of course, he of course filled in for his dad once with the you know for a tour for an Australian tour, I think it was, uh, with the E Street Band, and then Jay Slipknot was his favorite band of all time, so he joined in 2013, but now is not in the band anymore, and it sounds like not his choice. Slipknot released a released a statement saying that you know while no one could ever replace the original guy, Jay did a great job in doing that, and he also contributed to the last three albums. But in their words, Slipknot isn't Slipknot is intent on evolving, and the band has decided to make a creative decision to part ways with Jay. So it doesn't sound like it was his choice. Okay believe but no, he's been a fabulous drummer with them wow I, um, I had no idea yeah yeah well they wear those masks and everything <laughs> well, so yeah. you, you don't necessarily know who's who but not no, really but, the weinberg yeah. style yeah uh, he's he's a little different than his dad I although guess. he did a great job with the east street band he knew exactly what to do wow cool that's cool um yesterday carrie and i were talking about the zeppelin 4 album cover with the guy on the on the front and uh, he's been identified i guess I think you know at least the best guess that can be made by all the all the archivists and you know the people who have researched in it. And I guess there's a partial signature on the original photo. So chicken and egg here. They it's a painting from a photo um, from the early part of the 20th century, and they found the original photo for an exhibition that's going up in in England, and they through a partial photograph from scholars and looking at the style, they determined it was a guy named Ernest Howard Farmer, was the photographer. And looking at where he, where he worked and his career, they've determined that the guy, the stooped figure who's carrying the straw on his back, is very likely to be a guy named Lot Long, who was also known Lot Longyear, who was a thatcher. Um, in southwest Wiltshire, where Ernest Farmer did most of his, lived and did most of his photography. And uh, this guy, Lot Long, uh, passed away in 1893, so that would put the photo, I'm sorry, in the late 19th century. Do you know why they used that photo? I, I mean, uh, Robert, Supposedly, so Robert Plant found it in a second-hand store on his way to recording sessions for Led Zeppelin's fourth album. And at the time, you know, at the time, well, over the years, people have claimed it's various people, you know, from England and identified it as one person or the other. You know, Plant has had said in the past, you know, that, you know, the cover was just supposed to be, you know, for people to look at, not to worry about who is this guy. Um, but it's been, you know, it's been with Zepp fan, Led Zeppelin fans and even British historians, it's been the subject of some conjecture. And now they they have what they think is an ID. You know, I don't know what the lineage is of, of this lot long fellow. I mean, it you doesn't know. have anything to do with the music or anything. I I always looked at that album cover when I was younger and would would just be like, "What's this got to do with anything?" But like, that's what that's what the point was. 
<laughs> I mean, it does have some of that vibe, you know, of the album. The four sticks and the, the... Um, and that whole thing. And, yeah. you know, it, it really it gives you some of the vibe, but it's the mystery. You know, that's what Led Zeppelin usually went for. Think about, you know, you know, Houses of the Holy and you know the crazy looking kids, um, yeah. you know, crawling around that's or right. or, pre- or presents with the obelisk. Uh, they went for for that level of mystery. Sure. And, you know, so that we would sit there with our gatefold covers, cleaning out our seeds and <laughs> lis- listening to the music and, and yeah, just you know, going to get the deep thought. Trying to, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, so it served, if that's the way you felt about it, it, it entirely served its purpose. That's what it, they were going for. Exactly. Awesome. Scorpions are yeah, doing a Vegas to, residency. You know, they're, yeah, they're coming uh, back to back to Vegas. They've, uh, for, I believe it's in April. They're going to uh, April 11th at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Uh, they're going to do a bunch of shows and a little bit of a residency, which is nice because they're. I think it's nine shows for this run, and you know they don't. You know they, they were touring summer before this past summer, but yeah, you know, we don't see them all that much, so it's nice they'll be there. Uh, speaking of Las Vegas, a report has surfaced. Uh, claiming, uh, you know, I think it's in the New York Post, claiming that that Sphere yeah. has lost $98.4 million. I saw that, yeah. As the startup, yeah. I and mean, they fired know, the you, CFO, right? They didn't, well, they didn't, well the, the story I'm reading is he quit. That, uh, okay. James, James Dolan, you know, the owner of Madison Square Garden Company, you know, apparently just in public just was yelling and screaming at the guy who left. And what's interesting is, I guess, they, he left the week before the company's earnings were reported, and that's very unusual. Well, he knew what was coming. I, he, yeah, he knew. Doesn't it only uh, reflects two of the U two shows, right? Correct. I think the the report Correct. came out at the for end the, of September. For the first four point one billion. But listen, they have a long way to go to recoup. Yeah, uh, you know what billions. It costs, what it costs to build? Yeah, this thing costs hundreds of billions of dollars, and so you know it really is. The question becomes: What is beyond U two? You know what's gonna what's gonna be? What are they gonna? That's put what in I wonder. The venue. If it's yeah, I mean, anything if made, short of Taylor Swift, I can't imagine who's gonna fill that for twenty five nights. Not for that many nights, but I think you you know I think you can have an Eagles come in and sit down for four shows, and you know Def Leppard comes in, and you know as long I, as you're as long as you're presenting the experience like you're getting with Sphere I for all for the, those uh, other bands. The um, the video presentation, though, is so expensive to make. Like the YouTube video presentation in there costs like $20 million to make. So if they they have to do so many shows to make that worthwhile. Yeah, you know? Yes, but can can it be made? One of the reasons it's so expensive to make is AHU2, and they were really customizing this. And B, it was the first one. You know, now that, sure. all, the, now that all the hardware is in place. Yeah. You know the soft the software generation is not as expensive. So if, let's say if if you're Kiss and you know they've said they're not going to do Sphere, but if you're Kiss and you want to go in, you know you could probably you could whip up videos on your computers. You know you could have your team do it and you know just blow them up to Sphere size, and it's not going to be quite as costly. Mm, okay. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, we've been. It'll be I mean, interesting. I was thinking there are a lot of people because of this James Dolan is so unpopular with a lot of people. You know, everybody's looking for this kind of news. Right. Yeah. Um, there was know. a there was a meme going around yesterday. The Sphere in two years, and it had it as a uh, a Halloween store. 
You know, the, that's, that would be fun. <laughs> Halloween and then, Express. And then switch to a Christmas store uh, right after <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gary. What uh, what do we want to wrap up well, with? We'll today? wrap up with if you're um, you know if you're at home uh, on Sunday, you might want to buy the pay, the pay per view for Joe Walsh's Vets Aid concert. Starts at seven o'clock. Veeps dot com is where you can get it. Joe Walsh is performing. Jeff Lindsay, L.O., Flaming Lips, War on Drugs, Lucius, and a, and a guest appearance by Stephen Stills. Uh, Vets Aid is a wonderful charity that Joe has started to take care of veterans in the communities where they have the shows. Awesome. And, yeah, well worth. So that's 7 o'clock on Sunday with repeat airings as well and veeps.com. So, okay. Well, yeah, know, we'll check for, that out. For Veterans Day, it's not, not a bad thing to do on Veterans Day weekend. Awesome. Great suggestion. All right, Gary, you All got right. Metallica two nights this I, weekend. I am. Huh? I'm, getting my, I'm getting my medal on. <laughs> All I right, be able man. to hear again by the time we talk next Friday. You'll be in a neck brace next Friday. Probably, quite possibly. All right, man. Get out All of right. here. Have a great weekend. You too. Gary Graff with your music news.